All right, week 31, the fruit of the Spirit, which is this week, Jordan? Which one? Goodness. All right, so this is week 31, goodness. Is goodness optional for Christians? We always start with the same question for any of the fruit of the Spirit. The answer is no, the fruit of the Spirit is commanded. Galatians 5.16 says walk in the Spirit. That doesn't mean that it's based on our strength or our wisdom that we can live these things out only by God's strength only by the power of the spirit that's why they're called fruit of the spirit nonetheless we strive after these things by faith striving to obey God what is goodness look at the definition with me goodness means being devoted to things that are right and pleasing to God regardless of what people think or say about it. I'll read that again. Basically, something's good if God says it's good. I think about if you bite into a piece of pizza and you say, this is good pizza. That means what? That means it's pleasing to you. Right? You approve of it. If you say this is bad pizza, that means it is not pleasing to you. You do not approve of it. So to say something is good, when we're talking about matters of uh, faith and just life, Something is good if God looks at it and it's pleasing to God, if he approves of it. Ephesians 5, 8 through 11. And he, Paul is writing to Christians and he says, At one time you were darkness. And darkness is a symbol. It means at one time you used to live in sin. At one time you used to live however you wanted to live. At one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. You see that? Good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. So there are some things in the world, lots of things in the world, lots of behaviors that are not pleasing to God. Those are not good. But then there are some things that are pleasing to God. Those things are good. That's what good means. That's what goodness means. Something that is good and right and true is pleasing to the Lord. And the symbol that he uses here is the light. Walking as children of light. I think that symbol of darkness and light is pretty strong and helps me to remember. But anyway, that's what goodness is something is good to you, that means you think it's, uh, you approve of it, and it's pleasing to you, and that's what goodness is, with something, the way we act, or something in the world, it's good to God, it's pleasing to Him, it's right, it's true. Now, three encouragements toward goodness. The first encouragement is that God is good. This should encourage us to pray for goodness and strive after goodness, because God is good. We want to live in such a way that honors Him and imitates Him. Luke 18 18 through 19. And a ruler asked him, uh, the him is Jesus. This is a rich young ruler asking Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to, eter to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. No one is good except God alone. God is perfectly good. And if anybody else is good, it's because it's a, the work of God in them. Goodness that we have is always a gift from God. God is perfectly good. God is also the source 
like a fountain spring. He's the source of all goodness of anything that's good comes from God. That's why Jesus says no one is good except God alone. God is good. Number two, the second encouragement is goodness is a gift from God. There are many gifts that we receive when we come to Jesus by faith. One gift is forgiveness, right? God erases the guilt of our sin. What's another gift? Uh, The gift of hope. We have the gift of hope in knowing that we have a future in heaven. There's a gift of sanctification, wherever God makes us like Jesus. And part of that is goodness. Goodness is a gift from God. If it weren't for the work of God in our lives, there'd be no goodness in our lives. Romans 15, 14. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. He's talking to the church in Rome. He's talking to Christians. Paul is, talk, is writing to them. And he says they're full of goodness. They're filled with knowledge. And they're able to instruct one another. Why is that? It's because of the work of the Spirit. It's because they've been born again. It's because they've received the truth of the gospel. They're full of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that comes in our lives when we're full of the Holy Spirit is goodness. They're full of goodness. They're filled with all knowledge. And they're able to instruct one another. God is good. And goodness is a gift from God. We should pray for it. We should be thankful for it. And number three, finally, goodness is worth praying for. Goodness must be prayed for. Second Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. To this end, we always pray for you. You can circle the word prayer. That's the point here. It's worth praying for and it must be prayed for. We always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good. What does that mean? I underlined it because it's kind of a difficult phrase. Uh, a resolve for good is wanting to do good. It's wanting to be better. It's wanting to grow in your faith. That's what it means to have a resolve for good. And Paul is praying for them that God would enable them to do that. To live out and be, strive for goodness and be good by faith. May we fulfill every resolve for good. And every work of faith by his power. So if they're going to fulfill every resolve for good. And if they're going um, to fulfill every work of faith. It's going to be by an answered prayer. And it's going to be by his power. Look at the last three words of verse 11. By his power. By his power. Only by God's power can we do that which is good. And love that which is good. And verse 12, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, quickly on this, I don't want to linger because I know we have Sunday school to get to. But look at verse 12. You can circle first the word glorified so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. So think about what's happening. God's going to answer this prayer and grant goodness to you. But as God grants goodness to you, you are not glorified. Jesus is glorified. You don't get the worship. Jesus gets the worship. Jesus is glorified as we grow spiritually because he's the one doing it. Jesus may be glorified 
and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So the grace is the other word you could circle. So glorified and then grace. It's according to the grace. So the goodness, any goodness, any true spiritual growth, that which is good and right and true in our minds, Jesus gets glory for it because it's a gift of his grace. Anything that's good, right, and true in our hearts, Jesus gets the glory for it because it's by his grace. Anything that's good and right and true in our words, in our actions, Jesus gets the glory for because it's by his grace. It's by his grace. It's for his glory. This is a gift of Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit, goodness. So remember that God is good. Remember that goodness is a gift from God. And remember that it's worth praying for, but it must be prayed for. Being devoted to the things that are right and pleasing to God, regardless of what other people think about it or say about it. Let's pray.